If you love Tuka Talks, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps the show grow and reach more people with what not to do in the fashion industry. Thanks. Now let's get on to the show. We reversed the process. We said we'll sell it and then we'll make it. Now, that needed technology. I want to give you what fits you perfect, what you get compliments, and you tell others where you got this from. In order to do that, I need to have very clear understanding that I have to make a garment that fits you, and it doesn't cost that much extra. Greetings from Tuka Talks. My phone has not stopped ringing for the last two months. Messages coming in, texts coming in, questions coming in, or the emails coming in from almost all over the world. Questions are exactly the same. Hey, we are thinking of starting a micro factory. Hey, we want to do demand manufacturing. Micro factory doesn't mean small. Demand manufacturing doesn't mean made to order. Doesn't mean made for you, custom made. Uh, historically, we have relocated our factories in the last 50 years. They look exactly the same that they did 50 years ago. There's no technological advances. The next revolution is going to come from manufacturing. It's happening right now. We are going to make what we have sold. Demand manufacturing. What is demand manufacturing? Do you recall any of you ever going to a tailor shop? What did the business model look like? You went in either to get a dress or a shirt or a pant or whatever made suit. He had a bolts and rolls of materials. They measured you and they cut and sewed the garment from that fabric. And that fabric was available to make another product for somebody else later. So there was zero waste, zero risk, except for the cost of the inventory of raw material. What happened with all this nonsense that we started with outsourcing? We kept producing more and more and more in order to reduce our cost. We made factories larger of making the same product so that we can actually reduce the cost. So the large inventories became more expensive. In 2011, we showed a concept called demand manufacturing, where we designed, we developed, we fitted the product on the person, and then printed, cut, sewed, and put it on the person. That concept became a little guiding line for certain businesses because we were making the product, we were storing the product, and then we were selling it. We reversed the process. We said we'll sell it and then we'll make it. Now, that needed technology. When we talk about micro factory, we understand the concept is to design, develop, sell, and then make. So the product category is what we call the low-hanging fruit, where we could actually deliver a product fitting just the way you want it. Remember, we don't have any physical inventory. It doesn't make a difference. I can create digital inventory in countless sizes, seven sizes for women, and each size shows what the body measurements are. 
we can even offer certain heights. When it comes to alterations, so many of us get only three different kinds of alterations. One is shortening the sleeve because the sleeve is too long or shortening the length of the garment, whether it's a dress or blouse or pant with the hem or skirt with the hem. Why do I have to follow the same protocol that I have the grading done from extra small to extra large? Our grading in pants is generally two inch grading, size 30, 32, 34, 36, 38, and so on. And then we have inseam, maybe two or three different inseam options. 90% alterations for bottoms are bottom hem. Depending upon how much of that we were cutting, that's how bad the garment fit is going to be. I made 34 waist, 34 inseam. This is a perfect garment that will fit a 6 feet 4 inches tall person. I don't want to have too many SKUs, so I start making 34 and 32 inseams only. But what happens if the person is 26 or 27 or 28 inseam? You're going to take this much off from the bottom. Let's go back in the fit now. The bottom is three portions. From waist to crotch is a zone that is based on the torso of the person. From crotch to knee is the second zone. And from knee to ankle is a third zone. All I did was reduce it here. What happens to all this? This whole thing came down and the garment looks like Really, I borrowed somebody else's garment because it wasn't my size. Why can't we offer? Because I don't have an inventory. I'm going to make it on demand. So, he said, why don't you offer 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, one inch grade. Why don't I offer the inseam? You tell me what inseam, but I grade it accordingly. So, I may offer 160 sizes. Who cares? I am making it when I've already received money from you. Isn't that a great business? E-commerce, direct to consumer. You pay me, you finance my business. I want to give you what fits you perfect, what you get compliments, and you tell others where you got this from. In order to do that, I need to have very clear understanding that I have to make a garment that fits you. And it doesn't cost that much extra. So I can have multiple sizes, balanced garment patterns for that measurement, not just cutting at the bottom, but balanced. This allows me to use the technology and sell the way the customer wants. So I have clients who get anywhere from 12 to 1800 garments per day. The system will take that Try to combine as many sizes as possible. Try to make one cut order to combine many layers, cutting various sizes and then colors. The technology is available even to make single garment every time. For example, somebody ordered extra, extra large with certain graphics and certain prints and certain colorways. All I have is the blank fabric. The system automatically pulls that size pattern, this 
graphics to go on the gradient pattern, make that tight marker, put the prints or the colorways or the graphics on pattern pieces, and then generate a print file to be digitally printed, all unmanned. Till then, there is no human interaction. Print it, cut it, and then put the sewing. It's, it's really very simple, but you've got to start thinking outside the box, not the way we used to work, but the way we need to work. Demand manufacturing is really another way of working. At present, I mean, this is, this is really sounding ridiculous, but that's the way things are taking place. An order is coming in from America for a website which is now in India. The designer is in India who is designing products that can be manufactured in Europe, in Americas, depending on where it's sold, that order goes to the related factory or the micro factory where that thing is cut, sewn, and shipped nearby. That is the speed. And this is the new revolution that we are talking about. Integrated manufacturing, demand manufacturing, direct to consumer, zero risk, and let my consumer or my customer finance me. Not bad, is it? Demand manufacturing is here to stay. When I say here, wherever you are, East will make for East, West will make for West. China will make for China, India will make for India, America will make. We may go a little bit of near shoring for certain products, but most of the products will be produced where we are consumed. Most of the retail is going to disappear. We may have stores where we can go look at the products, but as far as the commerce is concerned, this is going to be E or M commerce is mobile commerce on the phones. This is now, I've opened more than 200 factories in the last 24 months, and I have a request for at least 200 more people who are dying to open up factories all over the world. So this is not something that I am saying emotionally. I'm telling you, push your panic button and start thinking. If you're not thinking, you are going to stay behind from Whatever is available, we will design accordingly. Fabric will be dyed on demand. Fabric will be printed on demand. Thread will be colored on demand. Look at this technology called twine from Israel. A perfect technology, not only for demand manufacturing, for sample. How many times have we stopped the factory because the thread didn't come in time? or the color was not approved. Anyone remember that nightmare? That thing is history. There are innovations going around, all based on demand manufacturing. Digital printing, cutting only the image of the pattern to save the fabric, to save the ink, to save the waste. All that is happening around what? Making one garment at a time. But that doesn't mean it's a micro factory. Micro factories, I've got micro factories producing up to 40,000 garments a day. It's just a matter of scaling it. 
all you big guys in Asia, just go around in your own sample rooms. You are sitting on a micro factory. Start thinking that small scale and all of a sudden it starts making sense. Imagine being in a cockpit and the plane is going through a real emergency with a life at stake. Do you have the guts to tell the captain if you see something wrong or are you going to avoid the confrontation? If you're the co-pilot, if you're sitting in the cockpit and you're not talking to the pilot or the captain or you're not making the change, we're all going down. Be the change. Make something happen. Otherwise, history will remember you for somebody who sat there while the plane went down. My name is Ram Sareen, and that's the way I see it. Thanks for listening to this discussion presented by Tuka Talks. If you found something in this conversation insightful, we would love for you to click the share button and send this episode to a friend. 